Good day, listeners and viewers. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're so glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we actually have our director of training, John Fort, on the line with us all the way from Portland, Oregon. So, John, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's always interesting when I see you in your room and there's if there's actually sunlight coming through the window. In, uh, we're recording this in February, and so that's an unusual sight, I think. It is the first fully clear day in at least two weeks. All right. Well, um, I, I, I'm excited about this topic that we're going to be talking about today. And so I'd, I'd love for us to just dive right in because um, why don't you give our, our listeners a little bit of, of background with our, uh, our Pure Life Academy and kind of the whole training platform. And then maybe we can dive into this specific course that has been created recently that's really uh, a family game plan for responding to porn. Right. So Pure Life Academy is an online training platform that Be Broken uses. Um, and it's specifically about uh, sexual brokenness and, and um, sexual healing and all that kind of stuff, too. Um, that's the specific content. But this is a real learning platform. It's not just videos, but it has interactivity and that kind of thing, just like an online college course would be. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and how many courses do we have right now on the platform? Oh, you didn't tell me you are going to ask that. Uh, uh, 10, 11, 12, I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Maybe 20, so, somewhere in there. 10 to 20, somewhere in there. Yeah, I thought we might have been closer to 20, actually. But um, and, and who are the audiences that we provide resources for on the platform? So the audience breakdown is men, women, and families, which right now that's mostly parenting stuff. Um, and then leaders and leaders are like counselors and school teachers and things like that. Yeah. So let's talk about this particular course. We've got a, we've got a pretty recently new course that's for, for parents. Um, and it's just called a family game plan for responding to porn. First of all, uh, tell us why this was a course that you wanted to put into development. Well, what happened was, is that families, contact be broken when they have some kind of issue they want help with parents do and the number one and i mean when i say number one i mean like 95 percent of those requests for help are parents wanting to know how to respond to a child who is keeps trying to find ways to to look at porn um, maybe they've blocked down the house but they're still going to the friend's house and looking at it or something um and so it just seemed like since this is the question we have to answer the most and in, in a one hour consult, we can only say so much, let's go ahead and build a whole course on that. So we can just refer people to it right away. And, and how did you begin to kind of tackle what to put into this course, who to even partner with on this course? Cause that's another really big part of this mm -hmm. is like the pure life Academy training platform is not all be broken content like we we partner with others to be the creators of some of the course content so uh, talk us through who was actually involved in creating this course right we highly value collaboration with other people um, it just what you come out with is always better when you have more than one mind so we collaborated with pure hope it's been around for a while and they're a nationwide organization. We work specifically with Dan Martin, who lives in Texas, and he's done a lot of parenting kind of things. So this is something he's done a lot with Pure Hope. 
And then a new ministry partner with us was First Image. And they're up here in Portland, Oregon. And I work with Mackenzie Ekman, which her job is to going into schools and talking to kids about relationships and sex and porn and that kind of thing. And, and Mackenzie's a, a pretty young individual. And so we had, we wanted different male and female, we wanted younger and older, we wanted all that kind of stuff together. And these are three organizations that do this. And so we're bringing the best of each of these three organizations together with, to make one resource. So we've got this big question that parents have, which is, hey, you know, I found out my kid's looking at porn or we found we've discovered that porn is coming in, into our house in some way. Um, how did you and Dan and Mackenzie begin to figure out, OK, what are we bringing to the table? What are we trying to bring to this course to try to best answer that question or help parents in that situation? Or really, even more than that, help families, because there is a unique mm -hmm. dynamic to this course that's a little different than others in terms mm -hmm. of the participation of everyone. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so Mackenzie, she brings in a lot to do, with, again, with relationships and the importance of that. And a lot of times um, kids using porn has to do with relationships and, and not knowing how to do relationships another way. Um, and then Dan has a lot of expertise talking with parents and helping them kind of calm down, um, helping them understand their own past and their own story and why that might be feeding into why parents react so tense and get, become so anxious. And so these are the, some of the things we were bringing in to this course. And you're right that um, this course is unique. And what one of the things that is unique about this course is um, it's three weeks and that sounds like a long time. And so every day you get new content, and so, but it's just a little bit. It's like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes at the very, very most. Um, that includes a scripture, a video, and then a challenge for you to do. Well, the first seven days are just for the parents. Uh, a couple, or if it's a single person, we encourage them to talk, to do a challenge that, that we do every day with another adult. I mean, this is to help parents kind of get emotionally ready and know what we're going to be asking of them so they're not surprised and that kind of thing. Um, kind of setting the stage, make sure that's set well. And then on day eight, we bring the, the kid in themselves. And so from day eight to 21, that's two weeks every day. And again, it's just a little bit. It's not overwhelming at all. Um, is that you sit down together and do it together. And so we're directly addressing both the child and the parent from day eight to 21. And, and why, why is that dynamic so important? Because it seems to me like, you know, a lot of the material, a lot of the content that has been available, for, most of the content that has been available for, for families is really geared towards kind of just dumping a lot of information and tools on parents and then kind of expecting the parents just to sort of disseminate that to the child. Why did you guys believe it's so important to have more of an interactive element between the parent and their child rather than just sort of the old format, which is, mm -hmm. hey, parents just deliver the information to their children on what they expect? <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing we parents have been asking for this, for one thing, and part of it is, is when, when you're a parent and you're reading a book or watching a video or something, and then you're trying to go tell that to your child, we get some information lost in translation. And so we want to make sure that doesn't happen. And also some of the things like starting a conversation, saying some of the words that you need to say are awkward. And so we do it for you, you might say. And so um, we'll, we'll propose the things to talk about, and then they do that together. 
It's the whole, yeah. it's the whole, uh, you're both hearing the same message at the same time. You're both hearing the same thing. Like we'll talk directly to parents and talk directly to the kids, but you're both hearing both of it, all of it. Does that make sense? And so there's not any like, well, what did you tell my mom? And what is she not saying that you told her kind of thing? Yeah. So you're really trying to pull away some of those, uh, you know, dividers that often get put into these kind of scenarios where, you know, like parents are kind of over here in their camp and kid is over here in his camp. And there's almost like a lot of distrust that's built in maybe the older model of trying to help in the situation. Would you say that's fair that, that maybe yeah, some of the I older mean, models will, will build more of a skepticism or a more, more a combative zone rather than a collaborative space? Yeah, you go back to, to think to my childhood and they would talk to the youth over here, you know, and then maybe they would talk to the parents. And if they did, they'd be over in this other room over there at a different time. And you're talking about each other. You're talking to the youth about their parents. And you're talking to the parents about their kids. But nobody's like, well, let's talk together, you know. And so that's what this is trying to do. We're trying to bridge the gap. The big deal with this is that we're trying to make this easier for people to talk about. And we do that by focusing on honesty on both sides, the parent and kids. We did a, a teen survey of parent of kids a couple of years ago, 2019, I think it was, um, a bunch of Christian teenagers. And we asked them, when it comes to talking to your parents about sex, what's the most important thing to you? And they said, we just want more honest conversation to begin with. And so that's a lot of this is focusing on how do we be honest? What does that mean? And, and, and in this course, we start with feelings because to jump right in, even in a course like this, to jump right in and we're going to talk about sex and pornography is we felt was too fast of a step. So mm -hmm. the first week that parents and kids are together, all you're mainly talking about feelings, just regular feelings. How are you feeling and how do you do that to get deeper, like really deeper talking about feelings? That's less threatening than talking about your sexual feelings or, or like why you want to look at porn or, and, and that kind of thing. And this really helps kind of um, really reduce anxiety and get kids uh, talking. And then we're also teaching both sides how to make it feel safe, how to make it judgment free. What does that mean? This kind of thing. Well, let's talk a little bit about the about the content and kind of maybe how it's laid out. Like, like, what is the progression that you are um, really trying to take? You, you mentioned about the first week really being focused on the parents. Mm -hmm. um, what are you trying to deliver to the parents before you start having these interactive conversations? Right. So we start off. We start off with just having the parents process their feelings and think, what are you feeling right now, and why are you feeling that. Um, we deal with their past. Like all of us have past things that have happened to us or that we've done that affect how we react to something. And so we have parents kind of process a little bit about like, what's your past been like? And is there something that happened that you did or that happened to you or that happened to someone you know that is really the real reason why you may have heightened feelings about your child looking at pornography. And so kind of processing some of that, kind of talking them down off the ledge, feeling lost in the face of technology. This is something parents uh, feel a lot. So we want to deal with that. We want to talk a little bit about the real problem behind porn use. A kid isn't looking at porn because they're perverted. They're looking at, there's real reasons why they're looking at it. We want to talk a little bit about that. Um, getting past your feeling as a parent of uh, your fear as a parent of talking. Um, and then um, the importance of honesty on the part of the parent. What does that mean? 
and why that's so important to kids to having them open up and, and be honest and talk to you. Yeah. Well, then, uh, what, what happens then when you start bringing the parent and the child together? Like what are, so can you give us some examples of some of the exercises that maybe you have them do? Cause you mentioned about these really being, tr- trying to be put into kind of bite size elements. In other words, it doesn't, it's not a course where we're saying, you know, you're going to spend two hours a day on mm-hmm. on this. So when you're talking about something that's a five or 10 minute, you know, lesson, can you give us an example of what that looks like so that parents can think, well, how on earth, you know, it seems like a pretty heavy topic when we're talking about dealing with porn in our home and, and you're trying to make this bite size, you know? <laughs> Because I think some parents feel like it's so overwhelming that they're trying to look at the whole big picture. And can you help them maybe understand mm-hmm. what you're actually trying to to steer them toward? Yeah. The reason we did it so short was because we knew Nolan would do it any other way. I mean, you could have made it an hour worth of content every day for three weeks, but but no one's going to do that. No kid's going to sit still for that. So we had for this to be of any use, it has to be constructed in a way and in a time frame that someone would actually do. Um, and we ran it through families to test it with and that kind of thing. So that ha- that's a lot to do with that. Um, but the beginning exercises are things about feelings, is identifying feelings, as simple as things like, you know, um, here's a list of feelings. Uh, pick one. The kid picks one. Now tell a time when you felt that. And it can be kind of funny. We have them talk about something embarrassing that happened to you that your your parents don't know or that as the kid tells that their parents don't know so so you're it, it's it's light stuff first and then we get into more deeper feelings and times you felt rejected and this kind of stuff and that leads into then to where we can start talking about porn and we actually start that by talking about sex and it's interesting we had a family do this uh one of our reviewers and they had been they didn't think they needed the course because they, they have been very open about all this stuff and they've talked a lot with their kids and, and they felt like everybody, both sides felt like, no, we can talk about anything in our family. But they've said they were really surprised how the course gave them some ways to make these conversations feel really safe. And the child, who was a teenager, started asking all these questions about sex that the parents had no idea that the kid even had. Mm-hmm. And so... Even the the nice thing about this is even for families who really maybe this isn't that big of an issue. So that that was a case with this family. This kid was not looking at pornography um, and 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 knew, you know, certainly knew about they'd had those conversations. There was not issues, but this really opened some doors for them to have some conversations. The kid did have some questions, but just didn't really feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't really ask that, you know, kind of thing, even though the parents had done everything they could to let the kid know. But when you set the stage and say, this is what it looks like to have a judgment-free conversation and the parents go first and do some things to kind of set the tone and it made a huge difference. Then we get into things about why do kids use porn? There's been some research done within the last year and a half about reasons kids use porn. And there's seven reasons kids use porn and, and they're not all of not all of them are obvious. And so you can look at when a child is using porn, which one of these reasons is the reason behind your use? And then, well, if that's the reason, then here's some things we can do. Um, so th- this is why it gives some tools to deal with future temptation besides just, um, well, you shouldn't look at that and you shouldn't want to look at it kind of thing. 
Yeah, you and I actually did a did a podcast last year on reasons why kids use porn. Mm-hmm. It's funny because at that point I thought there were six, so maybe a seventh one has been added, or, or maybe well, one the, of well, actually, you know where that. So you know where that that there did they did you're right one more got added and this is why because in this video there are two teenagers who talk too okay and one of them like was turning 15 right when we were re- interviewing him and recording him and he came up with well yeah there's one more and um so that was <laughs> so that was uh, really yeah so we get we actually had a teenager add to our six to make it seven nice nice well now obviously when we're talking about an issue that does have such a, a huge potential for trouble and and difficulty in a family, I mean, pornography is a cancer in whatever environment it infiltrates. We're talking about uh, an online course here um, that's 21 days. Obviously, you can't hit on every conceivable issue that could come up in relationship to pornography entering a family's home. So try to help us understand what's kind of the, the, the bullseye goal for this course, or what's kind of, what are you trying to ultimately achieve for parents and and kids through this course? And then for the things that are beyond what the scope of this course covers, where can parents get further help for the issues they're facing with their kids related to this you know, the pornography issue. So the, the course, the main goal of the course is not, uh, maybe it's not, not what parents want to hear is not that the kid will stop using porn. That's not, that's not the goal necessarily. The goal is to teach parents and kids how to have the kind of conversations that will help the, the kids stop using porn. Um, but not just that, but just to talk about all these kinds of sexual things that, that, that come up. It's to learn how to reduce anxiety and how to make space for these conversations that, you know, that for them to work. And we end with saying, now we've gotten you started on the journey, but you need to continue the journey and you need to continue to have these conversations. You need to still do that. Throughout the course, we list all kinds of other resources that go way deeper um, there's a documentary called Brain Heart World that Fight a New Drug put together. It's a three-part one, and we have them watch the first part as part of the thing, but then the, they can watch the rest. And so at the end of the course, they list all the resources all the way through. So there's more than what I could talk about here, um, but but, the, but there, the course itself has more resources for going beyond. And then, of course, the book Honest Talk, which we have um is a, a fuller book it has exercises about other kinds of conversations because as soon as you get into talking about pornography with your kids that opens the door to all kinds of other questions about sexuality and relationships and all that kind of stuff which this course kind of touches on each one of those things but that's more in you know bigger resources something like the book honest talk and i think it's important to and it's okay for us to even be um uh, unapologetic about trying to lay the help parents and kids lay a deeper foundation for their relationship that will and can ultimately have a far greater effect in the long run on whether or not a child continues to use pornography. I think sometimes what does happen is because all of us who are parents, um, we, we can understand that feeling and that fear and anxiety that comes when anything is is seen as a threat to our kids' mm-hmm. 
safety and health and, and all those types of things. And certainly when we see something like pornography and we can see all the things that it can do to damage a person's life and brain and all of that, it's normal, I think, for us to have a very reactionary feeling mm-hmm. towards what am I going to do? And so therefore, you know, it, we gravitate, it's easy to gravitate more towards the lockdown mentality and the takeaway and the shutdown and, you know, take the devices and lock out and all that. And not to say that n- none of those things can be helpful in, in a particular place, but I like what you've done. You guys have done with this course is you're saying, but that's superficial. Mm-hmm. That's not really at the heart of what is going to really help your child to know how to overcome this for the long haul. Because what happens when that locked down child goes and turns 18, goes to college and is then out on their own? Like as soon as they're outside of that restricted zone, they have not had any of the emotional development, the communication development, the the trust aspect with their parents to where they know what it's like to have safe, honest, open conversations with a person that actually cares for them um, and that can push back on them in a healthy, loving way. So I think it's great that that you're saying things like, hey, you know what? The point of this course isn't necessarily primarily <laughs> to get your kid to stop looking at porn, even though, you know, I bet if you do these things and implement these over the next six months to a year, wouldn't you say that the the likelihood of the porn use diminishing would be extremely high if these kind of principles were put in place. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's the whole thing that, um, for those kind of changes, especially if a kid's had a developed a multi-year, a lot of times parents discover their kid has been using porn and then realize it's been happening for three years. And well, that's three years of a habit you've got to break. And that's not going to happen in three weeks. And so, but you can get the, you can begin, you begin know what you need to do. And you're right is that if you, you can lock things down, of course, the second your kids leaves their house, you have no idea what they're doing. There's one parent saying that they just go to a friend's house and look at porn with them, you know? So that's not, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't, that's not going to change necessarily um, everything. Um you do, I mean, we do want to protect and we talk about that lock, you know, there are, there is a time to kind of help prevent porn from getting into the house for sure. Absolutely. And and we're all for all of those kinds of solutions. Right. But if you just do that without talking, it just feels like punishment to the kid. And it comes across like the kid, well, you'll understand and you're old fashioned and you don't get it. And the whole point of this course is to get each other to talk and to say, so you do understand each other and where you're coming from. And so the conversations are deep that we're having. It may be only five minutes, but they're deep conversations. I think some of the, uh, the, the, the biggest aha moments that my own son had on his journey through adolescence and teenage years and everything was when I would, I would state to him openly how much we are actually alike. Like the, the feelings, the temptations, all these kind of things, like it, as in all of the stages of his development, when, when he would open up and share something with me and be like, oh man, let me tell you what I was thinking when I was 13. Let me tell you what I did when I was 15. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. And just the idea that we aren't, we aren't existing on different planets, 
even though it can very much feel like that when you think about, you know, music choices and all these kind of stuff and, and just what, what teens are thinking and what uh, their parents are thinking, it can feel like you're in very, very foreign mm -hmm. lands. But really, when you get past all of that, we all are very much alike down at the core of mm -hmm. our humanity. Right. And that's part of what we do in the first week with parents is we have parents find something, the closest thing they can come to that they can relate to that's like their their teenager or their kid's struggle. Um, and so, I mean, there are some people um, that, that just like porn was never interesting to them. There are a few of those people out there. Um, and that's fine. We say, okay, well, then what did you struggle with that you were drawn to that was not healthy for you or good for you? Um, and we, we have a process of doing that because you have to have something as a parent that you know what it's like to be drawn to something that's bad for you. If you don't have, if that, well, I don't, number one, I don't believe anybody's like that. But if, if you, but here's the truth. If a parent had never experienced being drawn to something that's bad for them, then they are the wrong parent to talk to a kid about this. Um, now, I, I say that because I don't believe that there's such thing as a parent who's never been in their entire life been drawn to something that was bad for them. I don't think that right. exists. But that's the thing that we're afraid to tell our kids about is the thing that will make our kids listen to us. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the first week is for to help parents kind of be prepared for that to some extent. And I like I like the fact that you even mentioned that a lot of what what the course is about is is trying to sort of ease the parents mm -hmm. and children into that. In other words, um, I mean, I think a parent could think of something that it lands sort of in a place where they don't feel like they're going to be harming their child in something that they share. Like, for instance, take my story, take your story. When our kids mm -hmm. were teenagers, does that necessarily mean, you know what, I'm going to tell the deepest, darkest thing I ever did in my sexual addiction that was, it's like, yeah. maybe there's another thing that could be shared that doesn't like traumatize them out of my right, story. Right. But at the same time, like you said, I don't think there's any parent out there that can't identify in some way with being mm -hmm. pulled towards something that was not good for them. Right, right. Uh, and, 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 the way that they, and the easing part is we could, we talked about, we could have done the two weeks the kids were there and it's all about porn and porn use. But we just thought that that's going to freak too many kids out because that because they're embarrassed they're ashamed they feel guilty they, they you know maybe they're feeling mad because they got in trouble they don't feel it's fair there's all kinds of feelings when those feelings are all there there's no point in talking about that kind of stuff yet so we have to um, we spend the most of that first week with the kids getting people down on a playing field where everybody feels comfortable people feel safe and okay we can learn how to practice on some things other than talking about porn and sex that we can um, start practicing on that are still personal, but they don't have as much, uh, they don't feel as hard to talk about. And then we, we, you know, we only have two weeks, so we move fairly quickly through that, but we start low and move up, if that makes sense. And I think it's important to do that because sometimes, especially when something like pornography is discovered, then it can feel like everything is now about that. Mm -hmm. As if like there's no other dynamic to this child's life or to this family's, you know, 
dynamic. And the reality is, is it's like, listen, we've got multiple layers of brokenness and other things that scare us and that are hard to talk about. And so I think the fact that you're wanting to kind of give a flavor in all of those areas, it makes us realize we are more um, robust as human, frail people. And therefore, we need to have these kind of conversations with safe folks that love us. And certainly it's better to start in the family with that. So I want to, John, as we wrap up here, um, uh, where can parents get more information and enroll in the course uh, for a family game plan? Okay. So go to the website, purelifeacademy.org. And right now it's the featured course, so it's right there on the home page. But when that goes away, if you click on families in the top, it'll always be there. And so um, purelifeacademy.org and under families. Um, again, right now it's it's on the home page. So. Yeah. And, the, and there will be more information about the course there. Yeah, and we'll make sure to put that in the show notes and everything, along with actually our, our entire uh, kind of family resource page on our Be Broken site as well, because there's even more resources there beyond just the online training platform. Uh, but John, I want to thank you and, and Dan and Mackenzie for the work you guys did on, on this, because I do think this is something that will give parents a lot of hope and confidence you know, because I think that's a, that's one of the lacking pieces is just the confidence that a parent can enter into conversations that they maybe have never imagined that they could enter into. And I think what you guys have done in this course is you've made it made them realize, hey, it's it's possible. Uh, we can actually talk about this, and our heads won't explode. You know, <laughs> so thanks for thanks for doing this, and thanks for being with us. All right, thank you. Yeah. And listeners, we are glad that you've been with us. Uh, we're going to give you that information in the show notes, but just go to purelifeacademy.org, click on the family link, and you can get all the, the resources there. Of course, we'd love for you to reach out to us. We want to help you along your journey. If you have any questions beyond the course, please contact us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.